0: founded this company after fleeing Africa after witnessing her father's brutal murder this was in 2009 really started over in Australia with sites now on building the first kind of female run unicorn in the hospitality industry she's well on her way with doing between 10 and 20 million bucks right now in ARR scaling 100 to 150% year over year just raised an additional 15 million to help fuel that growth 26 million raised to date about 65 people on the team total today uh, all of them are remote about 4% revenue churn annually so economics are holding serving 25,000 event locations whether it's restaurants So to Hotels, things of that nature, helping them book their space and doing many, many other things as well. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Lauren Hall. She's the founder of Ivy, a multi award winning technology company providing enterprise software to the events industry. Since its 2009 launch, she's overseen Ivy's continued growth and global expansion to APAC, Europe and North America, offering the world's first real-time marketplace with live availability for function space and suppliers. Lauren, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: I am indeed.
0: All right. Tell us about the company. What do you do and, and what's your business model? Are you a pure play SaaS company?
1: We are, but we're actually a little bit different in the fact that even though we have a, a fully SaaS model, because we have three enterprise applications, which is providing solutions to meeting planners, to venues, uh, which manage their functions-based group accommodation. It's their full sales and catering system, uh, as, the, as well as inventory and time-based management systems for suppliers. We're actually... In the industry of travel and the events industry, there's only a big major player like Sabre. So what Sabre does for travel, they digitize the online experience for booking for accommodation, flights and car hire. We're doing that for meetings and events. So basically, we are a global distribution platform known as a GDS. But in order to achieve a GDS, which is the entire enterprise software connection and distribution engine in one, you have to build the technology at the source of the supply chain. So we built operating systems to be able to manage their live availability rates and inventory of the supply chain. We then connected them into our marketplace, which then enables all of that supply chain to uh, then have uh, consumers and event organizers book in real time. And that was really a huge problem. It was something that I experienced many times over having teams organizing events, which was really, truly uh, uh, a way to be able to solve a global problem.
0: So you make money every time someone uses your platform to book an event venue. I am assume you're taking a referral cut or something like that.
1: Yeah. So what we do is we've got an enterprise SaaS license fee. We've got a transaction fee. We've got usage fees. We've got multiple revenue streams that come across our, our platform. So we're not just SaaS. So we're obviously transactional model as well.
0: Yeah. If you look at your last 12 months in terms of total revenue, what percent of it was just pure software, not usage, not anything else, just pure soft SaaS?
1: Um, probably 85% is pure SaaS at the moment because we're only just... Yeah, yeah. SaaS is predominantly now because we're now, only now moving into our distribution model. So what we do is we power the platforms for like American Express, uh, Flight Center globally. We're, we're building out the distribution B2B platform play. So our goal is to be able to bring those who already own that customer base, which is enormous markets. As an example, the top five travel management companies of the world control over $100 billion worth of meetings and events spend because they already service the travel market for those big large corporate customers. But there is an enormous opportunity that sits anything between two, zero to 200 packs for events, which they don't touch. And that needed to be a self-service solution. So we built that platform. So Lauren, to Lauren, just to be clear, who, who is
0: paying you the SaaS fee, the event the event space?
1: All the suppliers pay us their SaaS because we are their everyday operating systems.
0: Wait, so just and to be clear our, again, I, we don't mm-hmm. know who the suppliers are. We don't know your business. So you're talking about the meeting space itself.
1: Yeah, so like we provide our systems to big hotel chain groups. We uh, okay. are the central risk systems where they're every day operating day to day solution, as well as their booking engine that sits on the front of their website. So we actually connect all the pieces of underutilized assets that have never been online before. So as an example, you ultimately at the moment can book accommodation for travel, but you could never book accommodation for groups, which could be fifty to a hundred packs when you're organising an event. So let's when go back you say to
0: Lauren. The- you mean people?
1: People, yeah, okay. packed. So that, yeah, it's as people. So as an example, let's go back all the way to the beginning. The biggest problem with organizing an event that it can take up to six weeks to be able to source and um, access and get people to respond to an inquiry. OK, you go backwards and forwards negotiating between a venue and a supplier and the p- potentially the corporate that you are either organizing it for or on behalf of. Now, the reason for that exists is because there's been no systems that sit at the supply chain. So there's been no ability for these um Sales and catering systems that sit at venues or inventory management systems that sit um in suppliers that actually connect online that make available the inventory time available and rates for totally. those solutions.
0: Yeah, Lauren, so I, I just be, sorry, I don't mean to cut yeah. you off, but we're we are short on time. I totally get the product. It makes perfect sense to me. I totally understand why you're doing it. It's a huge problem. I get it. So I want to dive more into I wanna get more capture more of your story here. So so walk me through kind of a timeline. When did you launch the company? What year?
1: I launched Ivy in 2009. I started building the first uh, platform for meeting uh, and event organizers, much like what you see, Cvent in the States. We built that Cvent platform here in Australia. my journey started back in South Africa when I built the first platform to solve that corporate meeting spend problem to be able, be able to provide availability rates and inventory online. Um, when I originally built the platform, I had massive demand. Um, it outstripped the capability of its uh, uh, how it'd been built and engineered. I had to re-engineer that platform to start again because it had been built in ASP.classic, not in a PHP or a .NET. And um I obviously have bootstrapped that company for a couple of million.
0: Have you you bootstrapped this current company?
1: Oh, no. Now we've got capital. We've got significant capital. So we've raised quite a lot. How much have you Um, raised to date? uh, Well, we're now close to nearly 26 million.
0: Okay. And was that all equity or any of that convertible debt or convertible notes?
1: Uh, We did some convertible notes. We've done some um, in terms of uh, uh, majority equity uh but yeah we're we're in a massive growth path at the moment, so we basically so going back on t- and looking at your timing, so I built the first platform in South Africa from a timeline. I had funded that for about three million of my own cash what year I was ran this? Out of funds that was in two thousand and eight okay. okay um um two thousand and six it took me two years to build that uh take it to market, commercialize it, I then ran out of funds i then was awarded i went to the south african government i was awarded 10 million from the government because of the national benefits that we're bringing is that included country. is
0: that included in the twenty six?
1: no no okay. this is excluding because within two days of me being awarded those funds i was then given access to australia i left south africa because i witnessed the brutal murder of my father and i chose to leave the country so i took my two young kids and started again so i entered australia with no money, no job, no uh, network. I started again. I recapitalized the company. Um, I you know, started out, brought in a good co-founder. We built up our first phase. We built and commercialized that now. And we're now currently in 13 countries. We've how got many, offices in How six many countries. customers are you serving? Oh, we've got about 25,000 now. Okay, these okay, are like, again, hotel hotel
0: chains, event locations. Hotels,
1: restaurants, uh, meeting planners, corporates, not-for-profits. Because we've got multiple uh, customers across the globe. Um, I mean, we work with it. People can get onto our platform in many different ways. You know, they can either sign up and be part of the marketplace, which is their online RFP tool. They can be part of the SaaS system, which is their full operating systems. They can use our meetings tech to take all the registrations and payments and processing for their events. You know, there's multiple layers within Ivy in terms of where people can actually utilize our technology. So Lauren, on
0: just the SaaS aspect, what are these companies, and I know you have many different cohorts, but best you can, on average, what are these companies paying per year or per month? For the SaaS component of your tech?
1: Look, it ranges. Like, you know, uh, from a small uh, restaurant, it can take anything from 50 to to $100 a month okay. on the SaaS. And then uh, for large hotel change, it's, you know, it can be anything from, to $500 a month. It depends on the size because we, you know, as a hotel chain, we also provide all the central res systems. We're integrated into their property management. Would you say to
0: Lauren that you lean towards the higher end of that? So maybe 150 or 200 bucks a month on average, or no, you're really long tail SMB.
1: No, no. I think we lean to the higher end, uh, okay. definitely because we work in on global groups um, and typically because there's a lot more complexity. Uh, if you're looking at the restaurant areas, which is very simple stuff, okay, there may be a lots of smaller uh, players, but definitely I think we sit in the enterprise space, uh, particularly across the market.
0: So Lauren, can I take the $100 kind of per month average times the 25,000 customer number you just gave me? I mean, that obviously would put you at about 2.5 million bucks a month on the software end. Is that accurate?
1: Uh no, that's probably not. I mean, we're sitting probably closer between the ten to twenty million in revenue okay. a year. And you, you know? said about
0: sixty uh, percent of that is is or sorry, eighty percent of that is SaaS. Yeah, it's majority
1: SaaS. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um I wanna understand more of how you've signed this is incredible, how you've signed up so many locations. What's your growth? I mean, what's the number one growth channel look like?
1: Look, right now, I mean, majority of our time over the last nine years has actually been spent in the uh, Asia-Pac region. Uh, We've obviously recently uh, launched into the US, which we've got enormous pipeline because we're working with global groups. We also launched into the UK. We have global teams out of South Africa, but we found that, you know, definitely because of the large volume of major groups, which are brands like in the States, as well as in Europe, you know, the volume of properties that we're getting on board are, you know, in the hundreds, you know, we don't just get on one property we get on large groups sure. okay and then we roll those out across the markets i think there's still a lot of learnings to be honest nathan about our growth trajectory it's not less like, it's not like a simple tool where people just sign up and you know we have outbound sales teams we have on the ground uh you know high level executives out well, of the what's industry. the team
0: size today lauren
1: uh we've now about 65 okay we probably will be uh before the end of our financial year we'll be closer to 100 and when's okay? your
0: financial year? June. Okay. And where's everyone based? Are they remote or all in Australia?
1: No, no, no. They're all over the world. We've got offices in um, America, okay, which is California. We just are now opening Dallas. we just opening Canada in January. We've got offices in the UK, South Africa, India. Yeah, we've got offices in all the regions. Uh, Predominantly, it has been Australia for quite some time. Yep. And, um, you know, for the last nine years, but now we, we will be opening offices every three months around the world.
0: That's great. And in terms of, in terms of growth, I mean, if you said between 10 and 20 kind of today, let's assume kind of lower end. So if you're at 10 million AR today, where were you about a year ago?
1: Um, I suppose some of that I don't actually want to share too much in terms of all the numbers, um, Nathan, because I think as you know, my chase now is um, 100 million in revenue in the next four years. Okay. So rather working forward versus backwards, you know, part of our growth, you know, we've been growing anything between, you know, 100 to 150% year on year. Okay. So 100% year over year growth.
0: I mean, 100% year over year growth would mean you could call it maybe 400, 420 grand a month about a year ago if you're at 800 or 900 grand a month now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, yeah, the reason, I asked, the reason narrow, I asked those numbers is because yeah. my listeners want to be like you, right? Potentially if they're smaller and you can learn a lot from history. So I love the ambition. I love, when do you think you'll hit hundred million by?
1: The goal is four years.
0: Okay. Are you right it's now? Very in aggressive. Eight, are you in talks right now with Vista Equity or Cvent to acquire you?
1: Uh, they've, came, they've come, I'm not interested in selling.
0: Why? Why aren't you interested in selling at all?
1: No, I've got a goal to be the first female uh, unicorn in hospitality to reach a billion dollar market cap. And I potentially want to list the company.
0: I love that goal. Where would you list it if you did list?
1: Look, I think certainly my head office is probably going to land up being in the U.S. Uh, We've got our R&D stuff here in Australia because of the tax benefits we receive. The view is that um, we will probably grow our U.S. team extensively. Uh, We've had a lot of people uh, approach us for acquisition. Uh, We know who ultimately would want to buy us. They're already sitting around the table. Um, But the goal for us is grow out our U.S. team enormously because it's a $400 billion market for us. Um, And the reality is as we grow our global footprint um is to really then look at the pace of our growth and look i think many opportunities will come to the table at the same time but um, uh, i definitely think we're going to have a heavy uh dominance in the u.s churn, u.s and europe
0: churns critical in a company like this what's your revenue churn annually today and how do you make sure to keep that as low as possible
1: look one of the things that i think is really important i think we've got a we've got a 96 percent retention rate which is only a four percent churn that's logo okay? or that revenue actually, um, that's in part
0: that's logo or revenue revenue. Okay. Got it. So 4% revenue churn annually. That's really low. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's very low. And look, we've been very, one of the biggest things that we really pride ourselves is, is retaining our customers, you know, and working right really, really heavily on, um, uh, making sure that the customers, because we're such an agile development company. I mean, we release about a thousand releases a year. Okay. do, you, do you implement CI Salesforce. continuous
0: integration or no? you yeah, do
1: we do and yeah. uh, you know, we mapped out into integrations into you know opera oracle crs savers uh, point of sale you know we are and we have an enormous roadmap on revenue management uh, integrations and you know we run an agile waterfall approach in terms of our sprints you know so we've you know we're a very very fast and agile company lauren
0: last question here because we're out of time uh, before we wrap up with the famous five are you profitable today cash flow positive
1: no, because we are not actually chasing profit; we're chasing growth. And currently, we are capitalizing for that growth around the world.
0: That the 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 last round you raised, what year was that?
1: Well, I've just completed a round now for fifteen million. Okay, okay? And, that's included um, in the twenty-six. That is,
0: correct. Got yeah. it. Well, okay. Then, by the way, that makes sense. Then you, you obviously want to reinvest that. You shouldn't be cash flow um, positive right now.
1: No, no, yeah. it's not at this stage. No not as now we're in that massive a massive growth trajectory now. That's and. Great. Um, and as we do that, we will continue to capitalize and grow so that we can reach our reach our goals of a hundred million and hopefully a $1 billion market cap. And we can celebrate a female unicorn in hospitality, which is a very, very hard place to be.
0: I would love that. I think that would be wonderful. And I hope you, you come back on the show and celebrate in four years and we're toasting virtual champagnes together. All right.
1: I'll be there, Nathan. Without okay. a doubt. Thank you for your time.
0: Yeah. Hey, quick, quick here, because it's the format of the show. Really fast. Famous five. Number one, favorite business book.
1: Uh, screw it. Uh,
0: just do it. Screw it. Just do it. Richard Branson. Number two, is there a CEO you're, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now?
1: Um, actually, uh, Alison, um, yes. And there is, believe it or not. And now one of the things that probably would have been really good if I actually knew that I was going to be asked that, okay. I <laughs> probably would have told you, um, yeah, Alison Maslin, who's built, uh, you know, six multi million dollar company. She's absolutely fantastic. I'm actually working through what's her, her last CEO. company last company now okay now you're gonna give me yeah you're really getting me on the spot aren't you well if my audience okay. wants
0: to look her up what would they type into google
1: well, I would go in there, Alison Maslin. She does this Level Up um, um, Solutions, teaching people in SaaS companies to be able to grow to multi-million dollar companies. And I think she does um, Scale or Fail is a really, really good book that I've been reading. I would definitely, particularly businesses that are moving from that, you know, now you've built your national platform. Now you need to scale out fast. How are you going to do it? How fast? What are your growth? You're, she you're wrote that? Out. She
0: wrote Scale or Fail? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And
1: she's She basically puts together a CEO strategic roadmap, okay, that really, really can help people that are looking to be able to grow their businesses fast.
0: Number three, what billing tool do you use?
1: Billing, well, we've written our own billing systems, okay, we are payment gateways as well, so we actually are the entire engine. It's all all custom. hmm? It's all custom. Yeah, we've done custom builds on all of our payment processing. However, we do integrate 25 payment gateways and we utilize different um, uh, solutions for our customers. Also, one of the other ones that we're integrating to is like Stripe as well for the global platform. Um,
0: uh, Braintree, there's a couple of ones around the world. Great, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Probably luckily four. Four, Lauren,
0: that's not healthy.
1: I know. I'm terrible. I'm a workaholic. And, uh, you know, I start early in the mornings and then I finish late, like eleven, twelve at night. I mean, I, I, know, I wouldn't, I
0: wouldn't have guessed you have like no energy.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't sound, sound like I should be on drugs. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
0: Okay. So for four hours and what's your situation, married, single kiddos, it sounds like you have two kids, right?
1: I am married and with two kids. My son has just finished uh, school and done schoolies week for the last week. Okay. In Australia, typical crazy uh, week of partying. And I've got a son
0: of 13. That's great. Okay. There are two. And then do you mind me asking how old you are? I am 47. 47 years young. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: You know, I think one of the things that for myself is... I would actually say celebrate myself for the last 30 years of business because I have given everything. the time in everything I've ever done and I've never given up and I have to actually pat myself on the back because I have indomitable spirit and fearlessness like no other
0: guys celebrate yourself more from Lauren founded this company after fleeing Africa after witnessing her father's brutal murder this was in 2009 really started over in Australia with sites now I'm building the first kind of female run unicorn in the hospitality industry she's well on her way with doing between 10 and 20 million bucks right now in ARR scaling 100 150 percent year over year just raising a Additional 15 million to help fuel that growth. 26 million raised to date, about 65 people on the team total today. Uh, All of them are remote, about 4% revenue churn annually. So economics are holding serving 25,000 event locations, whether it's restaurants, hotels, things of that nature, helping them book their space and doing many, many other things as well. Lauren, thank you for taking us to the top.
1: That was such a good summary. (laughs) You better share that with me so that I could share that with my team. All
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) Sold. We're done.
1: You're on. on. (laughs) Thanks, Lauren. Uh, Thanks, Nathan.